This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. You are listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Podcast on Rotoviz Radio. I'm Anthony Miko. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. I'm joined, as always, by future father of the year, host of the Bogey Free DFS show, esteemed Rotoviz colleague, GPP, Mega Casher. Swag boss, whatever you want to call him. It's Matt Jones. You can find on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. Jonesy, what's going on, man? What an intro, huh? Jeez. I don't know if I can live up to that now. Uh, good. Everything's good. Everything's great. Love and life. Just, uh, just happy to be here, you know? Yeah. For those of you guys who don't know, uh, Jones hit for 10K in the $33 five max on Sunday. Um, and listen, we're not high rollers. We're, we're, we know what we're about on this show. We're, you know, we're mid-stakes players. So a, a 10K win is pretty big. And uh, we're hyped. You know, we're hyped in the chat for Jones. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I see you bought some new, some new jewelry. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say, I got to take this shit off. I can't see anything right now. <laughs> Swag worth, overload. Worth it. <laughs> um. Yeah, man, I, it's a uh, it's interesting. I uh, I was talking to my buddies today who like don't aren't really in this world. Like they don't play DraftKings really for anything. Like don't pay too much attention. They'll throw in a lineup or whatever, and they're like, oh, so like what like what are you what are you playing now? And like I'm not delusional enough to think that this means that I'm actually like I'm all of a sudden like better. <laughs> like I know I ran incredibly pure. It was just really. A pretty nice, uh, pretty nice Sunday. So I'm just, uh, I'm happy to, uh, happy to throw that in the old bank account and uh, get Jack some diapers. That's, uh, that's the, that's the goal in life. Love it. Love the perspective. Definitely with you on that. Uh, in case you guys don't notice, uh, no Lamarca right now. He's not going to be joining us tonight. He's been a little under the weather. Toughed, toughed it out on uh, laying the points last night. Really came up clutch for me mostly because. Uh, Doing the show by myself would have been a stone disaster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, tonight we decided to give him the night off. Uh, he's resting and uh, you're getting the vocal cords ready for the next show. So uh, let's get started, Jones, you and me. Uh, before we do that, let's talk Rotoviz sub. Uh, you know, it's playoff time right now, semifinals time. If you want that last minute info to push you over the top, you're going to need that Rotoviz NFL pass. Uh, you sub now, you get 30% off through the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast, and 
you know, don't feel like you're only getting like two weeks worth of content. You know, once the season's over, you get really revved up on the draft stuff. That's really, I would say that's really like the road of his topic is yeah. the NFL draft. So you get the sub now that's going to carry all you through, carry you all the way through all the draft stuff. And that's really what I think you want with the sub. So if you play Dynasty, especially, I think it's a really good time to buy. Uh, and on Patreon, if you sub over at uh, patreon.com slash road of his radio, for five, just $5, you get access to Road of His Lot. Uh, Sunday morning show, answering all your questions. Again, you sub now, you're, you're, you only get like the last few weeks. Uh, but maybe the guys will come up with something to do for the playoffs or whatever just to, uh, I don't know, just to thank you for all your support. So head over to Patreon check that out. Now, before we get into week 15, we have to talk about some stuff from week 14, as we always do. Uh, we'll start with the Listener League which was won by Mike, 157.062. Great job, Mike. Scored 181.84 DK points. Uh, narrowly edged out the mans. Narrowly edged out myself. I finished third. Um, but Mike had the Josh Allen, Robert Foster stack, which was just like uber sharp. Um, one of only two people that played Allen. The only person that played Foster. So that was really nice. Uh, that allowed him to get in Zeke. Uh, Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen uh, played Gronk, who, uh, much to your chagrin, I'm sure, Matt, was uh, very, very good. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we have a very quality line. I punted defense completely. The four points didn't even really matter, so no big deal there. And that's how you win the listener league. Uh, the man's stacked Big Ben with Juju, ran it back with Seth Roberts, uh, but he was one of only two people that played Amari the Goat Cooper. So, uh, I mean, that was huge. That was huge for you also, Matt. I know you stacked uh, Dak and Cooper. Yeah, that was that was it. That's all you need. You get, yeah. 80, you get 80, 82 and change points from a stack, you're, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah, especially, <laughs> especially like in the 4 o'clock games. Like not to, not to go too crazy, but I'll, I'll tell my uh, – after you go through this, I'll tell my, my little sweat story uh, from Sunday. All right, cool. And then uh, for me, I played uh, Deshaun Hamilton, but I had that the the Rogers stack. I really blame I really blame Matt Ryan for me not taking down the listener league because if he could just hold on to the damn ball, uh, we would have gotten a little more Packers action in that game. So the floor is yours, though, Jones. Talk talk about your sweat. No, it was just funny because uh, I I spent the weekend at Sesame Place. Basically, we're did great, we're all great success stories. <laughs> basically, did no like no real research, and I was like, I'm not gonna play. Like, I'm just gonna do, I'm just gonna do the the road of it. You know, our listener league, do our three man, do a the head to head that I always do with one of my buddies, and just you know enjoy the Sunday, like just relax. But I got home a little earlier than I thought, so I threw in five lineups, and I'm sitting there, and it's like probably like three thirty or no. It's probably like 5.30 and I'm in, I'm maybe winning like a hundred bucks with this lineup. Amari Cooper catches the first touchdown uh, or the second touchdown. And all of a sudden I'm in like, you know, like top 50, like looking pretty good. Then he catches the other one. And all of a sudden, like I'm sitting there about to put my son to bed and my wife has no idea that I'm sweating anything. Because I like I'm I'm not I'm not dumb enough to be like, hey, babe, I might win like thousands of dollars right now. Way too many times. Yeah. Like I I I did it once with golf and regretted it because I ended up like min cashing at the end of everything. So I 
I was like, all right, cool. Like if this game can just get to overtime, like and just being a Giants fan and rooting for Philly to score and then for Dallas to score and then for Philly to score back to send it to overtime was an interesting experience. But uh, yeah, then I looked and I was like, wow, I'm like seventh place. It's like a thousand bucks. Not bad. I had no shot at catching the guy who ended up winning because he had the Dak Cooper stack too. And that's all I had going. But, uh, you know, hashtag Rograts. Um, I, if I would have just played the Giants defense for the correlation with Barkley, or if I would have played Stills instead of Sanu, um, would have taken the whole thing down. But it is what it is. I was, uh, I was very happy, obviously, with, uh, with the win or, you know, the, uh, the takedown of that. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was just awesome, man. Like I haven't had, I haven't had a big score like that ever. So it was just a cool, cool experience considering like all the work we put in. Like it's nice to like actually get, you know, paid off in, in some respect with that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that's, that's what it's all about, right? Like you just want to, you just want to make it to the one big win before you, before you bust, right? Cause it's just like, then you're just up. Um, now that we've, now that we've inflated your ego, we're going to humble you a little bit and we're going to talk about the worst, man. the worst, uh, where once again, yours truly was successful. Um, not even really that close. Uh, <laughs> I scored 160 points. Uh, Lamar scored 146. He scored 135. Uh, big difference for me was, was T Y Hilton. Yeah. Played him in cash, 32 DK points. Uh, that's really what did it. Cause, uh, Matt, I, I actually, I really liked Matt's construction, Lamarca. He went with the two stud running backs, Zeke and Barkley, uh, and then paid down at receiver. But like anyone that played Chris Godwin just ran like absurdly poor on yeah, Sunday. That, like that 10 whole targets, 10 targets led the NFL and air yards only had one catch. So, <laughs> uh, but this is a forward thinking show. And, uh, as a result, we're going to get into this week's slate. And we're going to start, as always, at quarterback. By the way, like the, the, the three-man is completely locked up. Like we'll, comp- we'll continue to play, but with a four game, I have a four-game lead with three to play. And uh, if you're not good at math, that means I win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk quarterback. Uh, where, to me, like there's no real chalk at this position. It's kind of the first time in a while that we've had that situation. Only one game with a total over 47. That's Pat Steelers. Uh, so... You know, who's your favorite quarterback play that's, you know, 6K and above right now? I think there's a lot of different places that people can go this week. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm probably um, leaning the most towards luck. Um, the the total isn't, um, you know, maybe it's not the highest on the slate, but uh, I just feel like he has a pretty decent ceiling here. Um, and I also feel like he hasn't. Not to say he hasn't, like, I guess the Jacksonville game was a letdown. But outside of that, like, he's been rock solid all year. Um, been over 20, at least 22 DraftKings points every week. Uh, multiple touchdowns in every, just about every game except for the Jacksonville game, which was just like, like, what, I don't know. Like, is that like a bottom, what, like 2% outcome for for that offense, the way that they, the way that they throw it around. So, uh, I don't think that that's something that we should really be worried about. Um, so I think luck is probably, uh, maybe I will go a little cheaper for cash, but definitely above six K. Um, I think he makes the most sense to me and I know where you're going. So just say Ben and go ahead. 
I'm not gonna say Ben. I mean, I, no, no. I mean, I, I think that I think that Ben's fine, right? Like at home, he's fine. But like everyone knows that Ben at home is good, you know. Like I, I don't think that like I'm playing a cash quarterback in this range. So like yeah. it doesn't really. I'm not really looking for the guy that I think has the best median projection. Like I'm positive that that's Roethlisberger. Uh, but I really like Kirk Cousins uh, at home, coming off of a really bad game, coming off a really bad month, honestly. And just getting like shaded everywhere for like the the terrible record against against winning teams with a running record and all that stuff. Like the dude still has two of the best receivers in football, and Miami's pass defense is terrible. They're like bottom ten in pass DVOA, uh, you know, bottom ten in DK points allowed to quarterbacks. So like it's a really good spot for Cousins and uh, no Xavier Howard, especially I think makes this a really good matchup. So uh, I'm not looking to play a cash quarterback in this range but i think that cousins is my favorite guy because i think he has the best combination of ceiling and ownership like he's done really he's had a bunch of really bad games don't get me wrong he's got like eight games under 20 dk points but he still has three over 30 and i think that like when you have that wide of a range of outcomes like you really want to focus in on the high end in uh in tournaments yeah uh now under 6k there's a ton of options uh, who do you like the most here I think this is where a lot of people are going to pull their cash QB from this week. I mean, we have like two, we have like three, like two or three guys who are like stud runners all of a sudden uh, on top of like guys like Dak and Carr. So who do you like? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'll, I, I just kind of want to get Brady in. Um, again, like I'm, I'm not entirely sure where I'm going with cash, but I just, I, I just can see the, the blow up Brady in Pittsburgh, like, I don't know. It just feels it just feels right. Like the the totals high, obviously. Um, they're favored. I know they're on the road, but that doesn't really scare me as much. Unless I guess unless Brady's in uh, in Miami because apparently he can't can't play in the heat anymore. But uh, Pittsburgh is not as warm, so I'm not worried about it. Even though the old man uh, the, old, the old man won't get in trouble there. So um, I think he has the best ceiling out of anybody below 6k and yeah I'm, i think i'm just gonna not overthink it i'm not gonna chase points with some of these other guys and just go with brady yeah how crazy of a world is it that we live in that josh allen is a hundred dollars more than aaron Rodgers? um i am going with lamar jackson i think that the dude is a total stud he's gonna start this week flacco is the backup um, I mean, there could be some shenanigans with Harbaugh. I'm not putting that out of the realm of possibility, but just a really good spot. Like Jackson runs the ball a ton. He's basically a lead running back and a quarterback. Um, and Tampa is just bad. Like their secondary is bad. Their front seven is bad. They give up, you know, well over a hundred yards a game rushing. They're giving up well over five and a half yards per carry since like week seven. Uh, so this is a really good spot for Jackson, and they're they're eight point home favorites. So I feel like we're gonna see a lot of Lamar runs, like we saw a couple weeks ago against I think Atlanta. Like the, they didn't really hesitate from using Jackson as a runner in like the four minute offense in the clock killing mode. Uh, so I think that's really gonna help him like pad the stats at the end. Like this is definitely a Lamar Jackson bonus game for me on the ground, and uh, you know still has potential to throw for one or two through the air. So. Uh, really like Jackson here. Really like him at home, especially. Like, I don't believe that Tampa's defense is any good. So, uh, whether it's cash or tournaments, honestly, I think Jackson's really good. And I really like stacking. I wrote this up in my labs article, but I really like stacking Jackson 
with the Ravens' defense. It is one of the rare cases of quarterback, you know, DST stack where I feel like we get some correlation. All right. You know, usually we have a, a third opinion on here, so we have a little bit more free range. Just give me, like, one other guy you're considering in cash. Um, in cash, yeah, I mean, I think... I think in general, people will be uh, drawn to Dak. I, I see his ownership as probably, I don't know. Do you think there's going to be, I don't think there's like a real clear, like popular guy under him price wise. Yeah, I think he's probably, yeah, I would say, I think that's the way to look at it. He's probably the most popular guy in that price range. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I don't mind eating the ownership there um, if I'm, you know, if I were going to go down and play somebody down in this range, it would probably be him. Um, I don't know. What, like, what are your thoughts on Mariota? Because I, I feel like this is the ultimate, like, Tennessee is just going to, like, romp the Giants this no. week. Um, no, it's, it's de- that's definitely a thing. <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge that Giants are actually a bad team. Um, <laughs> but, I, I mean, the real reason I don't like Mariota is that the Giants' defense, I still think, is pretty decent. And both of these teams are very, very low in pace. So I still think we're going to see a lot of plays. Um, like, so I don't really like either of those quarterbacks, I would say, in this spot. Like, I'd almost rather play Jeff Driscoll just because the pace of the game will be a lot faster. I'll take it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking as far as, like, as far as, yeah, as far as Mariota, like, we, yeah, the Giants defense has obviously um, sort of been showing up. But, like, I'm not taking anything from last week. And that was the first week without Collins. And obviously, like, Mark, the combination of Mark Sanchez and uh, and Johnson, there aren't, like, they're not exactly world beaters. I think that's, like, a fair a fair thing to say. Um, so, I am curious to see how they respond against, like, a, a, a reasonably flipping offense um, with, with Landon Collins out. That's my only thing that I'm, that I'm thinking there. But... They're not like I. I don't really think that. I think that's like probably like you know he's gonna throw for a few touchdowns and maybe add some rushing, and uh, and be pretty decent at like pretty low ownership this week. And he's cheap. Like you could fit whatever. He's fifty one hundred. He's definitely cheap. I uh, I'm not sure Landon Collins is that good. I that's that's my take. I got yeah. you know he had all those turnovers a couple years ago, but I feel like he hasn't been like great since then. I feel like all these Bama guys I just get like banged around a little bit. Um, if I'm looking to play another guy in cash, probably cash or tournaments, I really do like Mitch Trubisky this week. I uh, still don't believe in a single thing on the Green Bay defense. I know they had to pick six last week and uh, forced a couple turnovers on Matt Ryan. But I feel like there's just no way. Like I, Mitch is like another one of those guys where he has like the mega ceiling, right? Like you can have like just a crazy game. He doesn't even have to play to play well to do yeah. it. Like he can like spray the ball all over the place, but you know, like run for a touchdown and you know throw two long touchdowns, and like all of a sudden he's in like the winning lineup. You know, like the guy's gone right. over thirty DK points four times. He's gone over forty points before. You know, like uh, the guy, the guy's ceiling is no joke. And as a result, I feel like uh, Trubisky is squarely in play as a home favorite against a bad defense. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you have you have Tariq there. You have Gabriel there, like the their the big play potential is of course always there with him. Um the other guy that I'm that I'm looking at uh going like back up the salary scale this way, I honestly I think Matt Ryan um is a, 
a little too cheap for me. Like he's, I know that it hasn't been like, uh, it obviously hasn't gone the way that Atlanta had hoped it would go this year. But as a home favorite by three or more points this year, he's averaging 32 DK points. So that's something that I'm definitely interested in. You like Matt Ryan, don't you? I I like I kind of I don't really like <laughs> I don't know like I I guess it was was it last week that I was saying like he's definitely yeah he was like fifty six hundred like he was way too cheap the last couple weeks um I guess against the Ravens it makes some sense with the way they're pricing QBs but I don't know man like he still has weapons like he's still they're still gonna score like they're gonna score in Arizona. Like the total, the the game total is low, but they're still implied for twenty seven points right now. Like that, the I don't know. I I just feel like he has, he definitely has a ceiling. Like we've seen him score. Like there's no reason why he wouldn't be able to, um, you know, perform again. He's had spike games at home a few times this year, so why not? It's a reasonable take. I am going in another direction in the Atlantic game, but we'll talk about that. No. In a little bit. It's a, tease. it's a tease for all you guys trying to learn at home. Uh, let's move on to running back, unless there's anything else you want to talk about here. No, I think that's good. Uh, Baquan and Zeke are at 9K or above this week. No other running back is above 7,500. So uh, how are you going to approach these guys? Are you, are you playing just one? If so, who do you prefer? Or are you playing both? Or I guess none, but I have a feeling that's not the answer. Yeah, no, that's never the answer. Saquon is always... Regardless of ownership and price, like we we see it every single week. Like there's no there's I cannot find a matchup, a game environment, uh, a problem. Like I can't imagine not playing this kid. Like he's been over twenty DraftKings points in what every game, but the San Francisco game. Weirdly, like I don't I don't even know how that happened. Um, especially because like the Giants scored twenty seven points. I don't know how that works, but um. He can make he can make any run into a, a busted play. Like he can take targets. He's had what five targets in all but one of the last like eight games. Like he's used in every possible way. They make an effort to get him the ball. Uh, Odell Beckham looks like he's in danger of missing the game this week. There's so many reasons to play him. Even if Odell's there, I don't really care. But that's just another another notch uh, in the pro column for him. Um, Zeke makes sense, obviously, because um, they're using him um, just everywhere. Also, like the, the targets are there. Obviously he had what 12 tar- targets last week, something like yeah, that. The target, the, the usage for Zeke in the passing game is like insane right now. Yeah. He hasn't been below five targets since like the middle of October. He had 13 targets last week. Um, so they definitely both make sense. If I have to pick one, then it's Barkley. Um, but if you can find the value elsewhere, like, of course you want to get both of these guys in like the, the floor of touches and opportunities that you get from these two guys is as, as good as whoever else could have been on the slate, whether it's Gurley or Melvin Gordon or whoever, like they're, the usage is insane. So yes, keep playing both of them. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I certainly want to play both, and I think that certainly a lot of people will, right? Like, they're the two best running backs in the slate by far. That's why they're priced so high. Um, and before I get into my takes, I want to thank Evan C. McDonald for the follow. Look like the show. Um, but, like, for me, 
I would prefer Zeke if I'm playing just one, like he's $400 cheaper. I think that the overall game environment is going to be better for Zeke. Higher tempo, better matchup. Uh, so I like that for Elliott. Like, I can see myself getting away from Barkley this week just because there are a couple other values that I like at the lower dollar levels. And, I again, I just think that this is like a super pace down matchup. So I'm not positive that I like it for Zeke. Uh, I'm not positive that I like it for Barkley uh, as like a uber must play. Like, I, at least like in my initial builds, it's been really hard to fit both of those guys. And uh, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I, I want to pay up a tight end. And it's really hard to do that when you play both of the stud backs unless you just go like crazy, crazy cheap receivers. So, I mean, it's possible, but I feel like now that they're both over 9K instead of being in the 8K range, it's, uh, it's a little more, it's a little more difficult to play both. But I, so I prefer Z. Uh, who's your favorite guy between 6 and 7K? Uh, 6 and 7,500. There's a ton of guys here. I mean, we have Fournette, DJ, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, uh, Tariq Cohen. Joe Mixon, really, really good tier here. Who is your favorite play? Um, I think my like top, top play is DJ. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it, like it has to, it has to happen, right? Like there, it's really frustrating this year. Like just as an aside, like I don't understand. I, I truly don't understand that he isn't being used consistently in like a, like a plus way. Like, I don't get how you can waste this talent. I really don't. Like, he goes, like, a, what, a couple of targets every week for the last three weeks. Then he finally gets targets last week. And, what, he had, like, two air yards on 10 targets. Like, it's ridiculous. Like I, I don't understand how they could see what he did a couple of years ago and just continue to misuse him. Even, you know, Le- Leftwich can say all that he wants, but... Has it really drastically changed since he took over? Like he had a couple of spike games and that's it. Yeah, I mean um, he's at least he's at least get made him the focal point of the run game. Like early in the year that kind of wasn't happening. Right. Like the you know, that one that one week where they needed to pull him on the sideline and talk about pass protection in the yeah, middle of the right. game. Um <laughs> freaking idiots. Um yeah, I mean, so DJ is definitely a guy that I'm uh actively trying to get into lineups. I think Cohen is the most interesting for me like i want him i want to put him second but it's probably mixing in this range um and i'm very curious like if if aaron jones's ownership stays down this low then i don't know how you don't play him in in tournaments um but he's definitely not a cash consideration for me i'm really between dj and mixon probably right now yeah i mean i i'll make this really easy i'm just in love with mixon this week I'm, yeah. I'm really surprised by the price, honestly. 6100 to me just feels like way, way too light. Uh, I have a feeling that the price was more based off like the usage from a couple weeks ago. And like no yeah. one really played him last week. I feel like ownership is a pretty big part of the DK algorithm. Mm-hmm. Um, because last week, I mean, he had 26 carries. Uh, he had six targets. Like the usage, I think, is really, really elite for Mixon. When they can keep the game relatively close, they're playing the Raiders this week, so that's super doable. Raiders defense stinks. Like I probably Mixon's by the guy. Like I just won't build a lineup without him this week. I think he's the best overall running back play on the slate, and it's a really good reason why you don't have to play Saquon. Like I just think Mixon. I think Mixon's range of outcomes is like only slightly lower, and he's thirty three hundred dollars cheaper. 
Yeah. And I hate Joe Mixon. You know that. Oh, yeah. Well, so how could me, you not? Right. So for me to be in on Mixon, I think, is uh, a pretty big statement. Yeah, I think it, it. I think the ownership thing definitely does factor in. And he hasn't been over 5%. He's been over 5% one time in the last five weeks in the Millie. So, like, that definitely is factoring in. Um, and a couple, like you said, a couple weeks ago, his usage wasn't, like, through the roof. Last week, he, he got it sort of back on track with 26 carries. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, playing Oakland will help you find your ceiling very quickly. <laughs> How high can we go? Um yeah, so I think that that's kind of it in that area. Now, the I think another interesting point is uh, Jalen Samuels. It's not official yeah. that James Conner is not going to play. Like He's not practicing. But uh, Mike Tomlin did Mike Tomlin things and said that James Conner doesn't have to play, doesn't have to practice to play. Uh, so we're going to sweat this probably to lock. But uh, let's assume that Conner's out. Uh, Samuels is 5,200 now but was a pretty active receiver in week 14. Would you go back to him if they announced Connor is not going to play? Yeah. I mean, just from, just from like a target perspective, you know, when you're looking in that range at wide receiver, you can find some guys price wise that won't see that many, won't see as many targets as Samuels. If, if Connor is out like seven targets at running back is super valuable. Obviously he wasn't that efficient running the ball, um, and but I, I think, think he's you, going to be, by the way. Right. And I think if you, if you talk to, if you listen to a lot of people talk about him either coming into the league or even last week, I think that was a, a pretty, um, across the board sentiment that, you know, he's, he's going to catch the ball. It's, it's not necessarily going to be like he's, he's not this pure runner. Um, the, the good thing about all this was that Ridley didn't really factor in at all. Right. I think he played, what? Played like seven snaps, but he scored a rushing touchdown. Right. So, like, yeah, like, if that's going to happen and, like, that's not going to bother me too much. Eight snaps. He literally played eight snaps. Like, that's – he didn't cut in at all to um, to the production. Targets are great. So, yeah, 5,200 for that kind of uh, workload in the passing game is fine by me. I think I'm probably just going to keep to tournaments. I – uh I think that there's other guys at only slightly uh, higher prices that I like more. Uh, we'll talk about a couple of those guys in a second, but I just don't like Samuels is a tournament play for me because I know that the New England linebackers can't cover. I just don't really feel that great about like the floor at that price. Like last week, it was like okay, like, he's going to catch some passes. Uh, he might not score a rushing touchdown, but he's 3,700, so like we can live with that. Now he's 5,200, like. If he doesn't score, but he catches four passes this week instead of six, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of things can go wrong there. I think there's a lot more pass to failure at 5,200. So I think I'm just going to stay away at that cost in cash and uh, save for tournaments. I mean, I think he's going to be an excellent option to like run it back with on Patriot stacks, stuff like that. Uh, but I don't like him as like a standalone play in cash games. Yeah. All right, Jones, give us some of your favorite tournament guys. There's really not like a ton of like cheap running backs. That's why we didn't really go to the next tier in pricing. Right? I think most of the people, most people this week, I think in cash games are going to roster, you know, three running backs at 6K or above or 5K and above, I should say. Uh, so, but who are your, for some of your favorite tournament plays? Um, I think if we're going cheaper, uh, you, you already mentioned how like awful Tampa is. Um, 
I kind of want to play, go back to Gus Edwards a little bit. Um, the the snap, you know, the snap count is a little concerning. He only played 31 of 71 snaps last week, but he still saw 16 carries. Um, I don't know. I feel like they could, like you mentioned, like you think Baltimore can really run away with this game at home, which I completely agree with. And yeah, you know, Lamar is going to get his work, but I still think that Edwards is going to see a fair share of carries as well. Um, I think probably like second half, they're just going to just going to start pounding the ball like they like they did against Oakland, where he had 23 carries and 100 over 100 yards. So um, he he makes a lot of sense to me if you're trying to go a little bit off the board and kind of have a different build. Like you said, I think people will tend towards the the higher end of running backs um, or at least like the whatever you want to call it, like the middle ish tier. Mm. Um, so I think that he makes sense to get you on a different build outside of that. I mean, I don't know, like I, I'm not in love with a lot of plays. We, we mentioned the guys who I'm considering so far. Um, maybe you can, uh, you can point me in the right direction here. Who else are you, uh, you feeling this week? Well, I, I loved Alvin Cook. And I'm not even really sure that it's a tournament-only play. Like, I think he's cash viable. He is in some of my early cash builds. Because, um, like, I mean, it seems pretty clear that the reason that they fired DiFilippo is that, like, he wasn't running the ball enough. Which sounds stupid. Right. But, like, you know that after firing him, they're going to run the ball a lot. You know, like, that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, so, I think Dalvin and Cash is an excellent play and certainly a good one-off in tournaments. Um, Really like Ito Smith this week. Uh, seems to like be taking over in the backfield for Atlanta. Like he's touched the ball more over the last couple weeks than Tevin Coleman. Certainly Tevin Coleman, like at any time, could all of a sudden become the guy again. But it does seem like they yeah. prefer Ito. And uh, Arizona much worse <clears throat> in run defense. The game script is pro- projected to be pretty good. Uh, definitely think you could get a couple of cheap touchdowns for Ito Smith. And he's under 4K still. So like for me... Doesn't have to do a lot, right? Like, if he catches four passes and he scores a rushing touchdown, he's already at 10 points, you know, and that's without any yards. Right. Like, you can go up from 50 yards on top. You know what I'm saying? Like, a pretty easy path to, like, 5 or 6x uh, if you build the correct narrative. So, I think that he's a really nice play uh, under 4K. That, so, those are kind of, like, the two guys I'm probably looking at outside of who we mentioned. Like, I'm really want to see what happens with the San Francisco backfield, obviously. I do think that Breed is going to play just because he's practicing. Even though it's limited, like that guy pretty much has to get like hit by a bus to not play. He is he's he's the man. Um, so I, I think uh, I think Gus Bus though is a good call. That's definitely another guy that I'm considering. Uh, also, oh, also, sorry, I almost forgot. Would consider Marlon Mack all the way down at 4,500 now. Uh, should be a pretty competitive game with Dallas, and uh, the Colts have not like absolutely dedicated to the run, but they've certainly run the ball more than they have in past years. The offensive line's played really well. Um, and Mac is definitely like the short yardage guy in those kinds of spots. So he's not going to catch a ton of passes, but I think now the price is low enough where we can almost ignore that. Yeah. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. 
Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. All right. Before moving on to receiver, I want to challenge you guys again to get on, on the Listener League. $5 to enter, 40-man field. Last week, we filled it really early. Like, I... Woke up Sunday morning. I wake up really early on Sundays because I do like the Sunday morning stream at 8.15. Uh, and I also just don't really sleep at all. So um, when I wake up, I woke up, you know, first thing Sunday morning and the tournament was filled. So I was really happy to see that. If we could do that again, I think we could discuss maybe expanding it again yeah. for week 16. But I want to, I want you guys to prove to me that this is not an aberration. I want to, I want to make sure that the listeners are you know keenan allen and not i don't know who's like just like a flash in the pan like antonio brown oh how dare you wow (laughs) unbelievable without even hesitating um i literally just saw friedman's article uh again like a link to the uh the 10 guys who are better than antonio brown right now oh yeah i read that today Uh, very very good very compelling Uh, but anyway, the point is get in the freaking listener league again. Do it. And we'll make it bigger. I'd love if this was at 50. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Honestly, we need to just add more people so the man stops winning. Uh, the, guy's oh, yeah. been, the guy's been in the money like every week. Yeah, it's becoming insufferable. I will say I am enjoying the banter between he and Lamarca on Twitter. Yes. So I would actually love to keep that up. Anything <laughs> Pete's involved in has been like hysterical lately. Like he's on such a roll right now. I know. Pete man's. Uh, all right, so wide receivers. We have five guys at 8K or above this week on the main slate, uh, including, of course, my son, Juju the Goat. Uh, who's your favorite play out of this group? I mean... And by the way, it's I only really, five guys of Odell plays. So right, it could, yeah. could very quickly become four. <laughs> yeah, it's I I really I don't see Odell actually playing this week. I think I saw somewhere that he was at like the hospital for special surgery today. So awesome. That's not a great sign. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean, I think I'm gonna play probably the ownership game here. Like I don't I don't see like a huge discrepancy between any of their ceilings. Um, and typically when I do that, when I see that I'm going to just end up playing the guy who I think will be lowest owned, which scares me a little bit because it is kind of trending that Julio will be the lowest owned. And obviously Patrick Peterson is like somewhat good at football. If you haven't heard of that before, um, but I, I never really, I never really like just completely fade a guy because of a matchup. So I don't think that I'm going to start now. Um, so I, I guess Julio is like my favorite because of that. Um, and then Juju right after that. Yeah. So I actually want to talk about this because I think that the Juju, uh, the, the Julio thing underlines the difference between individual matchups and team defense. Like Mm -hmm. when they, when the Falcons played Baltimore, Julio did not do very well, but The, the deal there is that like the overall scheme of the defense is really good and they've been really, ta- they've been really good all year at limiting receiver production. Right. The Cardinals pass defense in terms of their defensive backfield is really just based on Peterson. Um, right. so like if Julio can escape the matchup, 
he's still Julio Jones. And Patrick Peterson's only played 1% of his snaps on defense in the slot. Still not really confident that he would follow Julio in there. I mean, it's not like the Falcons aren't going to put, like, if you know, if Calvin Ridley's on the outside and Julio's in the slot, it's not like you're wasting Patrick Peterson by putting him on Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, and, and I don't even think that Peterson's necessarily super comfortable in the slot. So maybe he wouldn't be as effective there anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I think that Julio is an excellent play because I think that in tournaments, of course, but I think that like if Sark just hashtag does the right thing, like he's still going to be in a really good spot. We know that which Julio, is a, which is a big if <laughs> yeah, well, I, in Sark, we trust. Like I, I feel like Julio obviously is going to see a ton of volume. His receiving yard ceiling is higher than anybody else on any given slate. Um, so, like, I'm just going to take the volume and fade the matchup, and I think that that's the best way to play it. Uh, on top of the fact that I have a just a sick amount of Julio exposure in best ball and uh, my season-long team, so I really need him this week. So, I'm not going to hedge this. I'm going to just go all in. Nice. Uh, but, but I think it is important to understand the difference between, you know, matchups and team defense because i think a lot of people like just look at this and be like oh well julio did bad in a tough matchup a couple weeks ago so he's going to do bad in this one but it's, it's just a, a much different uh environment for him. yeah all right the next tier guys i think is the most popular um amari went just super super bonkers obviously over 50 dk points he's 7500 now meanwhile ty had 199 yards last week so he's still 6800 who do you prefer between those two guys this week? I mean, obviously, I have a bit of a soft spot for Amari now. Um, American hero, Amari Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like bias aside, I think I still want Cooper. Like he, since coming over, like has anybody maybe at any position scored more <laughs> DraftKings points than him since he came over to Dallas? Probably not, right? With the two like just monster games. Um, so we know the ceilings there and it really seems like he's sort of changed that entire, the entire feel of that offense. Um, and I just, I, I can't imagine not having some exposure to him. TY is obviously always good to sack with luck, always good for a big game. Like the fact that he scored what, 30, over 30 DraftKings points last week without a touchdown is like wildly impressive. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I, if I have to pick, then I'm going to lean towards Cooper. I like that we're disagreeing a lot on this show. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to continue to stand for my boy T.Y. Because I, I just think that like exactly what you said is the biggest misconception in, in daily fantasy sports right now. The biggest. Um, cause like, yeah, like he can make big plays, but he's not just a big play guy anymore. Like the, the target volume has been really secure. 12, 13, 10, and 9 the last four weeks. Uh, he's got six games all year with 10 or more targets. Like, the guy's volume has been really, really secure. And he's playing with peak luck. Like, I just think that that's a great combination. Uh, obviously, Dallas has Byron Jones, who's really good. But Byron Jones really only plays one side. He doesn't move at all. Uh, so, pretty easy to scheme away from. Uh, the other Dallas corners are not as good. I'm not going to... Well, I guess I'll attempt the name and I'll just butcher it. The Awuzier, whatever his name is. He uh, is not nearly as good, obviously, as Byron Jones and very burnable. So I feel like that's like a plus matchup. Uh, the, the pace of the game is not projected to be great. But again, like at home, always a good spot for TY. 
Like, I just don't think that he should be this price. I think that he should be the same price as Cooper, maybe even a little more expensive. Like, I, I think he's earned it. I think the target volume is there. I'm going to keep playing him every single week until he's 7K. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think that's fair. I, I, I was, I don't mean like he's just like a, you know, Taylor Gabriel, like Robert Foster type. Like he's obviously is seeing the volume. I just don't try to take it back now. You think T.Y. Hilton sucks and all he does is catch long. No, touchdowns. no, <laughs> no. I, mean, I, I just mean like we know he has a ceiling for sure. Like we don't, we don't always get like these huge spike games from other guys. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, like he, what, what do I have like a 60 yarder last week? Like, and that wasn't even a touchdown. <laughs> like, and games, you know, at least like a 40 yard catch. So I, we know that that, that is a possibility for him. Like some guys that just straight up doesn't happen. Like almost no matter what, you know, like, like the guy in between them, Julian Edelman, like we know he's not going to just all of a sudden get uh, unless some like crazy stuff happens. He's not going to have like a 70 yard reception. Like that's just not that's not really in his range of outcomes. Like we want we want a lot of targets from him and he gets those targets and performs. But it's not the same. It's just not the same ceiling. It's just impossible for him to to get that without a random big play. We can kind of count on big plays from guys like T.Y. and Amari Cooper. All right, Matt, who are your favorite cheap receivers this week? I actually don't think there's like a huge, I don't think there's like a clear, obvious cheap guy. I'm thinking like 4,500 or less this week at receiver. I mean, I guess Shepard is like the one obvious guy if Odell sits at 4,400, but it's not like he was like amazing last week. I could see people not, not clicking him. Um, so let's let's just take Shepard out because I think he's someone that a lot of people will just kind of automatically look for. But who is uh, who are like your favorite cheap guys? Because I think this is a position we want to save at this week. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that obviously we saw um, all these air yards finally come to fruition with Robert Foster. Um, He's going to keep seeing those bomb, you know, those those bomb targets. Um, Kenny Stills came through last week in a big way. Um, the last two weeks, really, he's seen that spike volume come back uh, like we were sort of getting accustomed to in the beginning of the year before he uh, became pretty limited. I mentioned Gabriel before, like he makes he makes sense as like a like complete dart GPP. um because we know he has a ceiling, like we talked about, we talked about uh, a Trubisky earlier. Um, I don't know, man. Like they're uh, all these guys are so similar to me. Um, I think if we go like a little bit above forty five hundred, I think there's uh, a couple of other options that I'm that I'm more interested in. But those are kind of the guys that jumped out um, just on my first like pass through here. Yeah, I mean, I love Kenny Stills this week. I'm gonna play a bunch of him in a lot of different phases like his usage with Tannehill this year has been exceptional 0.61 weighted opportunity rating there's only 15 guys that have hit that number all year so I mean still as we're talking about not just good usage but like elite level usage with Tannehill at quarterback and uh, I mean that's why he was such a popular like late run flyer in best ball the issue is that he just uh you know has been healthy uh, has right. that Hill. So uh, I like him. I like Zay Jones. I, I like Jones, I think, more than Foster just because of the target volume, nine targets each of the last two weeks. 
uh, nine or more in three of his last four games. So I really like uh, what Zay is bringing in terms of target volume. Obviously, we need him to connect a little bit more with, with Josh Allen, but I think that Zay is is a really good play. Um, those are probably the two guys I'm looking at, in addition to, obviously, who you mentioned. Um, also, maybe give a shout to Taewon Taylor. He's been seeing some good target volume and he's uh, only 3,800. So I think those are probably the guys that I'm looking at. Who are those guys above, like slightly above that you said you like? Um, I mean, I think you can tell yourself a story that the the secondary receivers in Atlanta could make some sense if you really do believe that um, Patrick Peterson will in any way sort of, not necessarily just like straight up shadow Julio, but they might, you know, skew a little bit more towards Julio. So I think Ridley or Sanu could make some sense. Um I would think that Ridley has the the higher ceiling, like the the touchdown upside, but Sanu probably has a better floor. Um, I don't know. Are we going back to the Tampa Bay guys? I'm not. I I, I just I think the matchup is so poor. I know that it's they're trying bad, to, right? they're trying to get us to play them. Yeah. <laughs> with the prices, like Mike Evans is 6,700, but I'm just I'm just not. Gonna do it. Yeah, and I think I think that's probably. The way to go. If it were any other matchup, I think it would probably be a different conversation. But um, Baltimore is like legit, legit scary, especially at home. Like maybe you could tell yourself if they were in Tampa. But um, I don't know. Like I, I think that whole the rest of that range, like you can definitely plumb Tyler Lockett in GPPs every single week. Um, you know, it maybe Wilson will complete more than like, I don't know eight <laughs> passes this week. Um, but he's, you know, Lockett saw six targets last week, which was a bump up from the last few weeks. He's scored a bunch of touchdowns this year. Um, so I think that at, I'm like kind of a sucker for Lockett and maybe the price is a little high. Um, but I think that he makes sense. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably, that's probably where I'm leaning right now. All right, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, by the way, I, I forgot to mention David Moore, the GOAT. Uh, still seeing the most usage for Seattle. Continues to be the third-price receiver. I like him a lot, too. Uh, I think that these are all good plays. Uh, if there's anybody that I wanted to add in tournaments, oh, my goodness. I mean, it's just so hard to get around to it, but, like, I feel like Fitz at 4,700, like, he's still doing Fitz things. I know it's not at the same rate, but Right. You know, trailing against Atlanta, you gotta think they use them, so yeah, I mean I think that I think we've listed a bunch of really good plays, so I don't wanna yeah. like I don't wanna go overboard on uh reaching a receiver, but uh tight end this week. No Kelsey, no Ertz on the main slate. Just completely robbed of quality tight ends. Uh of the of the elite stud tight ends, I should say. Are we going after Kittle, uh off the historic day, Ebron? Uh, your boy Gronk, who do you like the most at the top here? I think it's just actually a pretty interesting conversation. Yeah, I think, again, it's one of those things where probably the ceilings are all reasonably similar. My preference would be to go all the way up to Kittle. Oh. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's just, it seems like I, like, I feel the most comfortable clicking on him and, uh, out of these guys and obviously like last week <laughs> certainly helped um but he's seen at least eight targets in like six of his last seven games 
Um, they're, they're using him like crazy. He's exceeding his salary every week, pretty much. Um, so yeah, I think that Kittle would be my, my absolute favorite. Um, but obviously exposure in tournaments to all three of these guys, um, you, I don't think you could really argue with. I'm going with Gron. I'm going with Ebron. I, I just think that the volume is too great. I think that Dallas struggles against tight ends. Uh, I just love being able to punch in just like 10 plus, you know, 8 to 12 targets. Right. Maybe even more at the tight end spot. He's still not even 6K. Like, I just feel like we're getting a decent bargain there with him. Yeah. Uh, favorite options for cash. I mean, I, maybe you're playing one of those three guys. I think that's where I'm going. I think I like Ebron the most in cash. But, like, if you're not playing one of those guys, who are you looking at? Honestly, I, I really think that I'm not going to go below Gronk. Like, I don't know if that's a crazy... I don't know if that's a crazy thing to say. I, I guess maybe like Vernon Davis would make some sense in if you want to go like cheap. But I don't really love any of these guys um, in this like middle tier. Like obviously any of them can catch a touchdown and and pay off their price. But I don't really see like the the ceiling for a lot of these guys without touchdowns obviously so yeah i think i'm gonna really try to pay up a little bit use a couple of those cheap receivers that we talked about earlier and uh and avoid this like gross like mid-tier of tight ends you don't like anthony ferkster he's not (laughs) he's not doing it for you not making it move (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm actually i'm kind of mad that we don't get ian thomas in the slate because he was really good last week I know. I was so mad because I like kind of shit on him a little bit last week and then he had a good game. <laughs> well, I played him in the listener league, so. Well, that's why you cashed and I'm um, just floundering in the listener league every yeah, week. You're just floundering with the 10K hit. Um, <laughs> I, uh, F off Jones. No, <laughs> I mean, I think CJ Uzoma is a decent play. Like the targets were a little lower last week than they had been, but in the first two games with Driscoll, he was the target leader. Yeah. Uh, Oakland is is complete doo doo against tight ends. I think that we're gonna have good game script, obviously, for Driscoll. So we should get, uh, you know, not no force throws. I guess basically, like I think we'll just kind of take what the defense gives, and the defense could give Azoma quite a bit. So yeah. I like him on the lower end if I'm gonna looking like a cash viable tight end under 4K. I'm with you on like not liking Vernon Davis. Like I guess the volume could end up being there. But I'm just like sketched out like Josh Johnson and on the road in Jacksonville. Yeah. It just doesn't feel doesn't feel like a spot where fantasy points are made. No. Uh, I mean, Davis had four targets last week, caught all four for 31 yards. That's nine DK points. Like, it's not great. Even at 3,200, like I don't want nine or 10 points. I want like 15 points. I right. just think that you need guys with ceilings. And I'm, I'm not convinced that Davis has a real ceiling in this matchup and with this quarterback. So uh, who do you like for tournaments though, Jones? Again, like it sounds like you're just wrong with Gronk, but like you have any interest in like a Jared cook or, or any of those guys? You can say no. no. Yeah. You can really. say no. It's okay. No. I, yeah, I think, I think I've like cast a very wide net at tight end in my losing weeks this year. And I want to stop doing that. So I feel pretty comfortable clicking on the top three guys. So I think I'm just going to really try and focus my attention there and build, uh, you know, build around that more so than um, like leaving tight end for an afterthought and just finding like a $3,600 guy that I like. Yeah, let me write that down. Wants to stop losing 
Uh, <laughs> good advice. Um, yeah, I mean, I will say this too about Gronk. Like the Steelers, much like the Giants against mobile backup quarterbacks, uh, the Steelers have never stopped Gronk. Like, <laughs> right. like he just owns them. So I feel like uh, he's certainly an elite player, like you said. Yeah. I, uh, I will give some consideration to Cook just because I think Oakland's going to be trailing and Cincinnati's not very good against tight ends. So. Fair. Uh, I do like Cook a little bit from that standpoint. All right, Jones, everyone's here part of the show, defenses. Uh, and I'm actually going to start with a question that we got earlier in the chat from Salvatore. Uh, said, let me apologize for being off topic, but what are both of your opinions on playing Houston's defense against the Jets this week? Now, this is not on the main slate, so... And it wasn't, you know, when he asked it, we were still doing, like, quarterbacks. So, <laughs> Salvatore, you had to wait. Um, I think playing Houston's defense against the Jets this week is totally fine. The Jets are super prone to mistakes. Houston has a top-end defense. Jones, any objection there? No, no objection. All right, perfect. So, let's move on uh, to the main slate defenses. We got Bills, Ravens, and Bears. Oh, my. Uh, they project to be the highest owned defenses this week. Who's your favorite of the three? They're all, you know, 3K and under. They're not, you know, exorbitantly priced. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, like, my usual, you know, the Bears are projected for the most sacks, so that's probably my favorite. Like, that's, I don't know. I, I just feel like I don't really... I don't know. I, I want to take shots, and if they're gonna if they're all gonna be popular, then I would just rather chase the sacks than anything else. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, I, I Rogers was running for his life last week against Atlanta, and Atlanta does not have a good pass rush. Uh, the Bears, I don't know if you know this, Jones. They have some some pretty good guys. Couple getting the quarterback. So uh, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Yeah, uh, but we both know. That neither of us pay this high up in cash games. So who do you, who who are you punting with this week? Is really the question. Um, I don't know, man. Like this is, the, I'm really just leaving defense till the very end and just like fitting in whatever I think. I guess maybe maybe like Detroit, but I don't know. Like I don't I, I don't really feel like I have a good read on defenses this week. So like Detroit. Some combination of like a Detroit or Washington or maybe Minnesota. I mean, I know Minnesota is more expensive, but like those are the three that are just like kind of jumping out to me outside of like the popular ones. Uh, definitely fair. Uh, I like Washington a little bit. I know that they're dogs, but uh, I we, I like them to win. We talked about that on, on laying the points last night. I like them to cover, I should say. And mm-hmm. uh, Cody Kessler is obviously not very good. Um. It's 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 interesting because there's not they did a good job with the salaries because in the past we've been getting these like big favorites big home favorites that are underpriced we don't really have that here I mean New England is twenty two hundred they're a road favorite it's not great um, so I think I'm just gonna have to like muscle up a little bit and pay pay a little bit more on defense this week like I think I'm gonna have to pay for um, I don't know Atlanta or Cincy, like one of those defenses, I think I'm just going to have to like suck it up and pay a little yeah. bit more than I want. Like it's just that kind of week. And I mean, we only have, we only have an 11 game main slate. So it's not, you know, we, we don't have the 13 game slate we've had and the matchups aren't that great. So, oh, I also like the Giants, by the way, because Marcus Mariota, like he's being sacked right now, <laughs> right this Fair. moment. 
Uh, so Jarhead in the chat wants to know, any weather concerns with the updated forecast this weekend? Uh, for me, I'm not, I'm not worried about weather this week. Like a lot of the stuff I'm reading is just cold. I haven't seen like a bunch of like super rainy, windy conditions. And if you listen to any of my solo shows, you know that I'm pretty much only fading situations based on high winds. So Jones, I don't know if you've seen any weather situations that you're avoiding, but I had it. Yeah. That's kind of my take. Uh, Los Tacos. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, sorry. Uh, my, I I got to run upstairs. My my wife is like calling me like crazy right now. Just uh, okay. give me give me five. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So we're gonna not build the Millie Maker team tonight because Jones is uh, again being Father of the Year. Um, and that's gonna do it for this edition of On the Daily. Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Make sure you check out the Listener League. Get in that. Uh, follow and subscribe on Twitch if you haven't already. It uh, helps you to keep up with all the shows, all the comings and goings. And uh, that'll be it. So, everyone, good luck this week. Dominate. Hope you guys crush the slate. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Hopefully, we'll have uh, a full squad for a full show. So, I'm Anthony Miko for the Mats. Good luck this week. Thank you for listening to On The Daily, the Road of His Daily fantasy sports podcast powered by Road of His Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Road of His Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at OnTheDailyDFS. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV. The perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.